This is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song. Don't 
don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Try to look up. Afternoon, everyone. You are listening to a live broadcast of the Looking Up program. My name is Sharissa, and I am joined in studio by the wonderful Pastor Daddy and Shell. How are you both? We are praising the Lord, and I'm not sure about the wonderful thing part for me, but <laughs> Shell definitely. She's more than wonderful. She's it just is like a good day. <laughs> absolutely amazingly amazing. Amen. <laughs> and we are all here. We made it in the studio. It's it's a beautiful day. We outside. got here like swiftly today. Well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely come back to that. That's just the worst dad comment ever. <laughs> well, you said it well. Uh, we are so glad that you're all joining us as well. And because it's a live broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. We'd encourage you to make use of our studio number, 0488-817-629, I believe is our number. So if you have a comment or question that you'd like, oh, 624. Almost got it. 0488-817-624. Better text that number, not the other one I just said. Or someone else and will do be it happy. swiftly. Yeah, do it swiftly. Um, because we'd love to have any uh, comments, responses, questions, even prayer requests. We'd love to hear from you. So today we have an exciting program. We always do. What are we going to do today, Pastor Danny? Well, we're going to talk about, once again, what's making news headlines in connection with Bible prophecy. Right. And we will be... Yeah, going to some of the things we've looked at in the past briefly. There's some new stuff. And, you know, someone once said the last movements will be rapid ones. Let me suggest the last movements will be swift ones. I knew you were going to say that. You knew that was coming. <laughs> I was waiting for you to slip it in. Uh, yeah, so we, we have to talk about We'll be talking about the, happening the swift phenomena. Yes, we will. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we will. I'm, I'm curious. That is telling more. us that we are swiftly moving to the sound of the trumpet. And yes. those final events. Seriously, yes. seriously. Really, really? Serial, serial, right. serial. It's exciting. <laughs> serial, serial. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. I'm going to quit. I'll quit. Okay, okay. So and, and on top of that, mm. we have a Bible study. We do. We're going to carry on uh, where we were. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And we're going to be live this week at Memorial Church. The Looking Tell Up Show. Tell Saturday us more. Saturday morning during Sabbath school time, 9.30 to 10.30. If anyone's in the Kurumbong area, come and hear us live and it's just going to be yeah, a very different looking up show. So we're looking forward to that. All right, all right. Well, that sounds good. Reminded to get the Faith FM app if you haven't already, and you can go there and browse all of the past episodes of this program and every program on the station there to your heart's content. Right now we're going to listen to Newtown bring to us a song entitled The Stone Was Rolled Away. Enjoy. They took him down from Calvary's tree Joseph's tomb did lay, but on the third and chosen morn, the stone was rolled away. Thank God, thank God, the tomb is dark, He is not
bringing to us the stone was rolled away and you are listening to us here live on the looking up program here on faith fm it happens to be wednesday the 21st of february already can you believe can't that believe it, can't believe the it can't believe it a week post valentine's day <laughs> how did your valentine's day go it was great fantastic shell how did it go Did it happen? No, No, it was all good. My husband actually did. My love language is deeds. So he did something really nice for me in the house that I'd been asking to be done. Fantastic. That's good. That's good. How did your Valentine's Day go? Uh, well, I'm still go? trying to find out what my love language is <laughs> and what Jasna's love language is. Because um, I'm confused with so many love languages and I just can't work it it's out. It's just five. So there's, there's only five. five of there's them. only five. And <laughs> yes, I'm still trying to get my head around the whole language business. Like I speak Macedonian. It's not like Chinese or, you know, Yeah, well, I speak Macedonian. Macedonian and I can speak Serbo-Croatian. I speak a bit of English as well. So I'm trying to share with her in various languages, you know, right, that yeah. I care about her. English. Yeah, I bought some flowers. Um, That's good. So, yeah, praise the Lord. That all went reasonably well. And <laughs> Quality time, well, sounds like. To be to be <laughs> honest, to be honest, I have to be honest. Kind of my daughter, she's like, Dad, you know, it's Valentine's Day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get some flowers later. <laughs> but she didn't trust me because it was Wednesday, Faith FM show. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I've got to step out and I'll, I'll, I'll grab some later. So she said, look, give me a credit card. She took my credit card off me. She went and bought flowers for me and brought them home. Oh, wow. So that's just really cool. That's, thanks thanks to our lovely daughter. That's and amazing. hopefully your wife's not listening in right now. No, that's no, right. no. She's working. Hopefully she's working. <laughs> so, and hopefully if anyone is listening and they know my wife, they will not share. They will, I mean, She doesn't know that part. Right. She just knows flowers well, came. you just said it live and, on air. And, so. and you, you do know, know how radio works, my, it, don't you? Yeah. It came via my credit card. So, well, look, but yeah, we can all like be kind to Danny we'll for to a change. Sh- <laughs> like you don't need to spill the beans. Well, we wish you all the best <laughs> <laughs> okay. for the coming days. Oh, no, oh, no. no, that's good. That's <sighs> good. So anyway, yeah, so we survived. We got through it. Praise I wonder how Lord. Lawson went. Yeah. Oh, did anyone find I out? I ran into Lawson his went? Valentine and she was pretty happy. So. Yeah, she, she was, was a happy very camper. Happy. Yeah. Very happy yeah. camper. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, I didn't say about 
Lawson having a Valentine. You guys spilled the beans. Oh, yeah. Well, like, he had to because of you. Oh, did, did he actually spill <laughs> he the beans? He hasn't said any names. Oh, but he hasn't no, given he, names. He has mentioned that he has a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he hasn't mentioned. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Laura Smith. All right. We, 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 <laughs> speaking of uh, last names that start with S. Yes. Swift. Indeed. Taylor Swift. I've just been looking at the news here, and and you said there's some prophetic significance to this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, there is. Not that she's in Australia right now, um, but the the prophetic significance is that this phenomena, not just with Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. this phenomena that the entertainment industry has on people, especially in the West, especially on young people, but not just young people, but all people. The entertainment phenomena, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, concerts, whether it's sports, whatever, whether it's Netflix, it matters not. This was prophesied in Scripture to be the situation in the world just before Jesus comes, and there's a reason for that. But we're going to get to the reason in a moment. Sounds I good. want you to read what the Bible actually says will be the state of the world just before Jesus returns. All right. Second Timothy. We need to pray. We need to pray. Yes, because, we do. Uh, we're going to be looking at a lot of scriptures even before we get to our Bible study. So and did you want to pray? Sure. Loving Father in heaven, thank you that we can be here to study the Bible together with our listeners now on radio. We just ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us, to help us to see Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get to it. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses one Five. But I know this, that in the last days, perilous times... In what times, days? The last days. Okay, so that's the days that we're living in? Correct. But I know, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. Okay, so this, this a is a verse. huge list here of what life will be like just before Jesus returns. A whole bunch of things. Mm. But notice towards the end there, the Apostle Paul says that men and women, he's talking about Individuals, humanity. humans, humanity in general will be lovers of pleasure yes. rather than lovers of God. Mm. Now, oh. how do I know that? How do I know that? Because I run seminars, you've run some seminars, we hold church services every week. We even offer free food, <laughs> free resources. So we offer everything to people, inviting them to come and hear about the God who loves them, that sent his son Jesus to save them. Mm -hmm. And Who offers to them a life with no end. Exactly. Eternal life. In a world that is far beyond what we could Absolutely. ever comprehend. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And they don't need to jump on a plane from Perth or from up in the Northern Territory or from Singapore or wherever to come and hear a person you know, perform. They can simply come to wherever they are. There's generally speaking in the Western world, there's a church mm -hmm. and they can hear about Jesus. And so they don't need to pay anything, and it's free, and salvation is free, but yet the enemy has um, brought about all these attractions and distractions. So, you know, these packed stadiums that mm. we have right now with Taylor Swift. I mean, there were three concerts That's there in, amazing. in my hometown of Melbourne. Are... 
I think I read 280-odd thousand people packed the MCG over three nights. And now we're in Sydney, in our part of the world, and there are four concerts scheduled uh, that are going to pack out, I believe, the the Sydney Football Stadium, if I remember correctly. Acor Stadium. Acor Stadium. I'm not sure if that's the same thing as a Sydney Football Stadium. Anyway, there's about 75,000 uh, capacity and that is packed out to the max, to the max. Yeah, it says here in the article uh, four shows, three hundred thousand people, three hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, over those four, over those four shows, and so this tells me that the enemy has has deceived people to the point where they are now distracted from what's going on in the world and preparing for the soon return of Jesus mm. and seeking to keep them in an unprepared state. So mm-hmm. this what this, this Taylor Swift phenomena, and it's not just Taylor Swift, it's, like I said, right across the board, the entire entertainment industry, and there's never been a time in human history. You correct me if I'm wrong, Sharissa. Mm-hmm. Has there been a time in human history where there have been so many devices and so oh, no. many attractions and distractions to take the mind away from thinking on those things that are heavenly? I don't believe there has been because technology has only boomed in the last, you know, Hundred years, exactly, exactly. So we are living there, and um, and it's interesting. We know that this is the last days because that 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 word there, perilous, yes, perilous times. I've got a little footnote here in my um, Andrew's study Bible, and the word literally means times of stress. Yes, we're living in those times. So, because people are stressed out, they're running here, there, and everywhere. People will tell you, I just need to chill. I need an outlet. I just need to get my mind away from everything that's going on in my life. My life's chaotic. I go to work. I come back to screaming kids that don't want to listen to me. My husband or my wife is just not, you know, doing as, you know, just everything, you know, mortgages, this, that, everything. And so entertainment is like like a a medicine Mm. for people and it medicates them and it, and it kind of take, protects them for a time from the realities reality. of their life. Yes. You don't have to face reality. Exactly. Or the emptiness that life can leave us with. Exactly. And the insecurities that the exactly. world is bringing to us. Because, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It takes your mind off it. Absolutely. So the but it's temporary. Yeah, it is temporary. So it's like a drug. Mm-hmm. And so that that's where things are going. And, um, and so Satan has, we, we talk about false Christs. What's a Christ? Christ is a Messiah, a person who leads and others follow. So Swift and all these other individuals, be they sports stars, rock stars, movie stars, it matters not. And it's interesting, we call them stars. It is. Um, Fallen stars, um, by and large. They are all false Christs, you know, Mm, these false mm. messiahs that people are following. They are false prophets Mm -hmm. sharing a message other than what Christ would have you have you have you understand and learn and follow from his word. And so while churches are closing down, the stadiums are being filled up more and more. Mm-hmm. More and more people are spending time with that. So anyway, I could go on and on, but I think I've shared enough. Um, oh, you said good things, and I like what you said there about interesting how they're all called stars. Jesus in the Bible is called the morning star. He's mm-hmm. the only star we need mm-hmm. <laughs> need to follow. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, Satan knows. He knows this all-important truth. And if our listeners don't remember anything else I say today, which is fine, remember <laughs> just this one little point. Satan knows that if individuals will take a moment or two 
to look into the face of Jesus, to meditate on his life, on his sacrifice, on his character. The Bible says, Jesus said, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all people to myself. Jesus will draw them to himself. But Satan knows that. So Satan knows that. The power that Christ has to draw people to himself. So he does all he possibly can to keep people away from looking into the face of Jesus. Mm. Keep them distracted for as long as possible, as long as they don't look into the face of Jesus. And as the old song says, that beautiful song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look, look full in his, his wonderful, wonderful face, things. and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Exactly. And that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. So my dear friends, um, we're we're hoping and praying that you will turn your eyes upon Jesus. Otherwise, we are all sitting ducks. We will all get taken into this vortex, this quicksand Mm -hmm. that the enemy has called the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, we... We don't stand a chance unless we're spending time with Jesus every day. In the first part of the day, it needs to be with Jesus. Our friend um, from the States, what was his name? Pastor um, Lemon. Pastor Dwayne, Lemon. Dwayne Pastor Lemon. Dwayne Lemon. He made that absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do. We need to spend that first part of the day. And I'm finding myself in the business of my life. Mm. Um, that at times can wane. Mm-hmm. And so that is just so critical that we get our bearings, we get our GPS yes. in the right place at the beginning of the day. Uh, I appreciate you reminding us of that. And I guess, too, you know, the Bible talks about there being this great controversy. Mm. This, this, It's a spiritual battle. You know, Ephesians chapter 6, we wrestle mm. not against flesh and blood, but mm. against principalities and mm-hmm. powers. And, you know, it's a spiritual conflict that's going on. And so that's why we need to start our day with God. And that's Amen. why we, we actually need to fight to keep that time. Because mm. you have to guard it. Because it, it is a battle. I have a little one-year-old and he... He's very that would be a needy. Battle. That would be a battle. <laughs> and to, to, to guard my time yeah. with God in the morning, yeah. I have found personally it's a battle. <laughs> yeah. right. But that's why it's a controversy and we're it in is. a war and, you know, yeah. we it's have to It's a battle for the mind. Fight for it, yeah. Battle for the mind. So, you know, everything that surrounds us, I mean, we've got these devices and it's interesting, you know, our, one of our favorite our favorite author outside of scripture, I'm sure I can say for you, you know, mm, Ellen yes, White. For sure. She talks about, you know, Satan's devices. Yes, she did. She uses that language she devices and she's she writing says, from over a hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, over a hundred years, and she says they will be multiplying, you know, as we yep. draw nearer and nearer to the second coming of because Satan's throwing, you know, the kitchen sink, everything he can. And so obviously technology can be used by God for a good cause, and we're, we're, we're using technology right now mm-hmm. as we speak, obviously. But Satan can also utilize it in order to deceive, in order to distract and ultimately destroy. Deceive, distract, destroy. Yeah, speaking of which, there was some um, council, like some meeting with Mark, uh, is it Mark, the one who runs Facebook, Zuckerberg? Mark, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. I was going to call him Mark, I was making sure I got the right one. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, they, he was um, appearing before, I think, a Senate hearing in the U.S. or something, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they were questioning him, mm-hmm. on, you know, why did you not do this and do this with your platform? And behind him was a whole bunch of parents who had children who have either killed themselves because wow. of the impact of social media on their lives and all of these things. And he turned around and, and um, you know, it was, it was um, I saw on the video, he made an apology. This is all just very recent. Oh, wow. But yeah, you know, taking our minds out of this book, the Bible, and when mm. we fill our minds with all the things of this world, it's, mm. it's not going to help us. Mm. It could mm. hurt us and harm us and destroy us. It will actually not help us at all in the long run. So yeah, definitely um, we need to spend time with Jesus. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look up to him. We need to. Every day. Look up before we look out. (laughs) I like that. Look up before we look out. Well, I was just uh, talking about on on where people are at and uh, especially mental health. I can't remember where I listened to it or where I heard it, but this is from the United States and Australia's figures wouldn't be too different. They were saying that uh, there are studies now coming out that are suggesting that one in four U.S. adults, okay, that's an enormous amount of the suffer from pretty severe or chronic depression and anxiety. One in four. That's amazing. One in four, that's enormous. That's another pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not just the adults, it's obviously children. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, the, the confusion, and it's, it's by no coincidence, the Bible says Babylon. Mm. Babylon is rife at the end of time, and God is calling his people out of Babylon. What does Babylon stand for? Confusion. confusion. We talked about that last week. Confusion. Opposition to God and his word and his principles of his kingdom. And so we're living in this Babylonian confusion, and the enemy is making hay. And so that's why we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, that was a good conversation we just had there but we've got lots more to have (laughs) so i think you know shell's found us a beautiful song that's really perfectly summarizes i guess what is it the main point of what we were just trying to say in all of oh shell has done it again praise the lord the song that we referred to before and we're going to listen to mary barrett bring it to us now that timeless classic turn your eyes upon jesus amen Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face And the things of earth will grow strangely
Everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3:30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. program and we're excited because we do have a giveaway that we will mm-hmm. tell you about a little bit later in the program but uh, in the meantime just a reminder this is a live broadcast and so we want to hear from you zero four eight 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 one seven six two four is the number to keep handy not only to connect with us but also to be ready to text in the code word when we release it um, a little bit later on in the program so, Pastor Danny, we were just talking about all things swift, and, yes. and we were. what else are we talking about? Um, all yeah, kinds well, of things. Yeah, well, we're talking about sort of the the, the state of mind. Yeah, um, that is currently present. That the enemy is seeking to to utilize all the weapons at his disposal in this spiritual battle that you spoke of, mm. in order to take the minds away. From Christ and the things of eternity, and you know, seek for those things which are above. Mm-hmm. You know, where Christ is not here below. You know, where we're counselled in in the book of Colossians. So, really, really important. All right, so let's take a look at what else is making headlines apart from Taylor Swift and her uh, <laughs> arrival here in in Australia. And yeah, it does. It, it, it you know, if if I didn't have the scriptures, mm-hmm. if I didn't have the scriptures, I would be scratching my head wondering. You know, this phenomena, it just doesn't make sense from any point of view. Mm-hmm. But you can just see when there's so much um, publicity, so much attention, this, you know, trending. It's like a tsunami and everybody wants to get on this train. It's cool to get on this train. So, yeah, but praise the Lord we have the word and that helps us to make sense of, of where things are, are at. Okay, last week, well... Let's let's just take a look at what's what's making um, headlines right now in connection with Bible prophecy as we speak. Like right now, uh, there was a, another um, resolution that was put forth uh, by I think it was Algeria at the United Nations Security Council uh, just a day or two ago, and that was in connection with a ceasefire, humanitarian ceasefire there in Gaza. And we're almost up to 30,000 people that have lost their lives 
in the four months and a bit since the war began on October 7. That uh, United Nations resolution was vetoed by yeah. the United States of America. So there are, there are five countries, I believe, somewhere there, five countries that have veto power. Mm-hmm. The United States is one of them. You know, Great Britain's another. Russia's another. China's another. And I think France is the fifth country that has veto power. And so even though 13 of the 15 United Nations Security Council nations voted in favour of it, uh, the UK... That's a- Pretty good. 13 out of 15. Group, yeah. The UK abstained. Uh-huh. But because one of the five, the United States, said, no, thank you. We've got a different way forward. It got vetoed. It got it, it got taken down. So mm. my point is I don't want to sort of sort of dwell on that. And but what I do want to dwell on is the incapacity that the United now that the United Nations body now finds itself in to make resolutions for the reason that it was brought into existence at the end of World War II, mm-hmm. the United Nations. If you take a look at its emblem, the, the emblem has the world and it has two olive leaves mm-hmm. or two olive branches, I should say, that surround the world. And we, yes. know, what, we know what the olive branch signals and signifies. Peace. peace. But yet it's not able to provide peace for the peoples of the world. It's kind of in a stalemate. So what is taking place now is there are more and more voices from around the world, including Pope Francis, and we've talked about him, that are saying we... Excuse me. That's just the Malenkov. Never mind that. We need need a global body that will actually do what this world desperately needs, and this world desperately needs peace and safety. We have, we have the International Court of Justice, which is meeting as we speak, and they are hearing uh, a case that the South Africans brought against uh, Israel in connection with uh, potential genocide that they accuse Israel of conducting there in Gaza. Now, the International Court of Justice does not have, does not have the teeth in order to make countries do as they believe they ought to. It can just give recommendations and so forth. And so whether it be the International Court of Justice, whether it be the United Nations Security Council or the United Nations General Assembly or 193 nations, it appears we're in a stalemate. And the Bible says that this would be the cry at the end of time. In this world that is increasingly more volatile and increasingly more messy and world leaders are on opposite points of the spectrum, they're going to be crying out for peace and safety. So check this out. Let's go, let's go to that scripture and then we're going to go from there. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Mm-hmm. And we've been there over and over again because that's where we are. It's It's... I'm sorry, folk, if you're like, well, you you keep going there every week, Danny. The issue is this thing is not going away anytime soon. This is going to be the clarion call at the end of time. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, in the context of the second coming, what does it say here? For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Okay, so what will be the cry at the end of time? Peace and safety. Peace and safety. Okay. Is that the greatest need that we have today? Yes. Yes, it indeed. It is peace and safety. All right. 
We have, we have, and we've talked about this, and this is really interesting. We've got Pope Francis is considered, you know, the world's peacemaker, you know, the world's leading ambassador for peace. And it's interesting, it's interesting, and I'm not sure if we highlighted this last week, but I do want to just tap into it again. There on February 4, just a, a few weeks ago, there in Abu Dhabi, there was the... Fourth International Congress of the University of Research on Islam held. And at this congress, you had uh, the Pope. Uh, he sent um, one of his, one of his um, ambassadors from the Vatican there, and they discussed it was the fifth anniversary of the signing, and they had it on February 4 because it was the fifth anniversary of the signing of the Joint Declaration on Human Fraternity for World Peace and Living Together that was signed Mm -hmm. by Pope Francis and the Grand Imam. Now, let me just pull it up here so I can tell you who this Grand Imam was. Where are we here? Here we go. Uh, The Grand Imam of Al-Azhar, Ahmed Al Tayeb, remember that you yeah, asked yeah, me to yeah. keep repeating that, and I'm <laughs> Sounds like, "Sounds very familiar." Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's taking place? And I've got a photo here. I've got a photo here that I'm looking at from Vatican News, and it has Pope Francis and this Grand Imam, who is one of the you know one of the lead uh, clerics in the in the Muslim faith, and they are holding hands together as a symbolic gesture for how we go about peace and safety. So who's the one that initiated that? It was Pope Francis that initiated that and he reached out to Islam and said, we need to work on this together. Now, what's fascinating to me is what the book of Daniel says in connection with the papacy's role at the end of time. Go to Daniel chapter 8 and verse 25 for me, please. Daniel chapter 8, verse 25. Now, I've got the King James Version here Mm -hmm. in front of me as far as the text, Is because that that, it brings it out a little bit more clearly. Okay. But you can you can read it out in the New King James if you like, but I will... Um, verse which? Verse 25. Daniel 8 and verse 25. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without human means. Okay, all right. So... You have used um, a couple of different words, but it, I'll just read the... That the, was the New King that James. That was the New King James. So the the King James says it this way, and it's more accurate because I checked that out in Strong's, and I'll get to Strong's in just a moment. It says, and through his policy, huh. also speaking of the Roman papacy, and through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. Okay? Interesting. That reminds us of that rock that strikes the image in Daniel 2 without what? Without hand. Yeah. Without hand. Now, I looked at those words, policy, craft, and peace in Strong's Concordance, mm-hmm. and notice what they mean. Policy, discretion, knowledge, policy, prudence, sense, understanding, wisdom, wise. Okay, that's how the papacy is viewed. And these encyclicals that are coming out, be it on the environment, be it on fraternity and peace, it's seen as as the template for where we go as a world body. Craft. Notice. Notice what the word literally means. In the sense of deceiving, fraud, craft, deceit, false, feigned, guile, subtly, 
treachery. Well, it can mean all those things depending on the context. Mm. Okay, so this is a power that is working behind the scenes in such a way that on the surface it seems cunning. that it's it's absolutely <laughs> cunning. That, that That's what's bit. in yours, isn't it? It says cunning, doesn't it? Yes, Instead of right. craft, through cunning. his cunning. Yeah, through his cunning. Okay, so you have that. And that's one of the words. And then peace. Check this out. Peace means security. When they say peace and safety, peace and security, security, what's it called? The security, the United Nations Security Council. (laughs) I'm telling you, using the language of scripture. So security, it can be genuine or false, Mm -hmm. depending on the context. And we know here that it's false security Mm -hmm. that's going to be rolled out. Abundance, peace, prosperity, quietness. And that is exactly what is taking place Right now. So when you take a look at Revelation 13, 3, and it says there that the whole world wondered and worshipped the beast and wondered after the beast, okay, speaking of the Roman papacy, that will lead the world. And then you go to Revelation chapter 17, and if you could read Revelation 17 now, verses 12 and 13, in the context of what we've just noted in Daniel chapter 7, I've got this in the King James now. All right, here we go, here we go. The real deal, the real deal. If Lyle was listening, if our mate Lyle Southwell was listening, he would be very pleased. Okay. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Okay, so what's this scripture saying? These ten powers. Who are these ten powers? What's, What's that symbolic of? The world. The world, okay. World governments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will give their power and authority to the beast, to the Roman papacy. and For a short time. For a short time, only for a short time. And we know this is right at the end of time because verse 14 mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. comes along and it says, you know, they, they make war against the lamb, but the lamb will overcome them. Mm-hmm. And so for a very short I mean, we know it's a short time because in Revelation 18, it speaks of Babylon ruling and reigning. The kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth have given their power over to Babylon. Babylon is leading the charge and they only rule and reign for one hour. So the political and the economic establishment, mm-hmm. they all give their power to the Roman papacy that will lead the world in this new world order that will be established and they rule and reign for just one hour. Mm-hmm. It mentions one hour three times mm-hmm. and that's a short space of time as you rightly pointed out. So, you know, it's really, really fascinating when we take a look at the news headlines, when we take a look at, you know, all this um, mayhem that is taking place in the world and and America at the very centre of end-time prophecy. And it's interesting. This is the Time magazine, and it, this sort of comes out pretty regularly, this, this, um, uh, this advert. This was from January 22. And you tell me, what does it say here? What's this? It says, World Government Summit. Exactly, World Government Summit, and this was held back on you know the twelfth to the fourteenth of February of this year. Not that and long ago, that's last week. This is this is what it says here. Join us in shaping future governments. Wow, does that sound like Revelation seventeen? Yeah, to inspire and enable the next generation of governments. And notice who's present there: five thousand plus government thought leaders and global CEOs. So this is not just your Looney Tunes down the road. <laughs> In Kurumbong, sorry, I didn't mean Kurumbong, like um, Newcastle or wherever. Anyway, these are the who's who. These yeah. are the who's who in world influence. Mm. 80 plus international, regional and intergovernmental organizations. Mm-hmm. 
110 sessions. Okay, talk about a talk fest. 200 plus speakers. And this is, and this has only been taking place, I'm not sure what number this is. Might be the 7th or the 8th or the 9th. We can just check it out. But these world government summits have only been taking place in the last 10 years or less. And they are saying, and you can see, you can you can see the faces. You can recognise some of the faces. Yeah, here's our, here's our buddy Klaus. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's one of the he's one of the regular um, items. Oh, and we're nearly there. And so this tells us that they are looking for ways to establish a new world government, order. new world government, a new world order. It's all there. It's, you can't miss it. It's amazing. Sister. We need a brighter we day. Do. We, we do. need a brighter day. Let's listen to Tad Walku right now. Bring to us a song. I believe he wrote. Brighter day, and then we will continue these discussions right after. When will the morning bring us light? When will the darkness lose the fight? When will the toil and the trouble disappear? Tell me, is it near? When will the orphan find a home? Never again, no, be alone. When will the fear of the darkness disappear? Tell me, is it near?
I hope your day got brighter through listening Amen. to that song. Amen. And you're listening to the Looking Up program. And now is the time for us to give away, um, well, maybe not give away. What do you think? Should we give them the code word? Or I just think tell, so. You think so? Yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? I why think not? we should too. They've waited long enough. They've waited long so enough. So we have an exciting giveaway today for the people who text in the code word. How many do we have of this? We have four copies of this <sighs> exciting giveaway and it's entitled... There is an answer. What a oh. great title. It's by Alejandro Bullion. Mm-hmm. I like how I said He's that. He's a famous uh, evangelist there in, yeah. uh, South, in America? South America. Yes. All right. And I'm just going to read to people the, um, the blurb here that describes this book. Throughout human history, human beings have looked for answers to diverse questions of their daily life. Which is our greatest need as human beings? Where do we come from and where are we going? Why is there so much suffering? Is it possible to be happy? What happens after death? Alejandro Bullion is very clear at raising the problems, honest at pointing out the consequences and humble at providing solutions. I think you're going to enjoy this book. I'm just looking at some of the chapter titles here. Can God change my life? Is it possible to be happy, live live longer and better? This sounds like a book that you will want to get your hands on. So if you're interested in being one of the four people who will receive this, then you need to text us swiftly. This is the code <laughs> word LU24 swiftly come. Swiftly come. I love that's, it. That's the word. Jesus come swiftly. So text LU24. Quickly, Jesus said, I'm coming quickly. Come. Yes. I'm coming swiftly. Is so that him? Swiftly come, oh blessed Jesus, come, Savior, come. There you go. There you go. Swiftly come. It's all there. Wow, we are swiftly moving through this program today. We are, we are. So LU24, swiftly come. Oh, boy. Text that to 0488-817-624. And if you're one of the first four people to do so, then this book is coming to you. Fantastic, fantastic. All righty. Well, before we get into our Bible study, just uh, a couple of, a couple more interesting things. Oh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on. Well, there on. is a lot. There is a lot. We've got to always limit it uh, because of time. 
But the Super Bowl, which took place, was it last week now? I think it was. It was last week or the week before. I can't even remember now. Anyway, it was not so long ago, the Super Bowl final. Two, two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago now. Yeah, so two weeks ago now, the, the Super Bowl. And by the way, Taylor Swift's boyfriend happened to be on the winning team. Someone. She has a boyfriend. Yeah, Kelsey something. Kelsey? I'm not I sure. I don't know his name, but yeah, he's yeah. a quarterback, isn't he? No, he's not a quarterback. Oh, okay. He's, um, he's, he's on the team. Okay. He's on oh, the team for the winning team, <laughs> whoever they were. Who, who won the Super Bowl? Uh, it was... Yeah, look, oh, we are hopeless. We are absolutely <laughs> hopeless. I, I do, should know, I, but no. I, oh, no, even, even the Americans in our studio I know studio the 49ers lost. Yeah, the 49ers lost, so the team that beat them. Whoever they were. <laughs> anyway, um, they have that famous uh, commercial uh, break section in the middle of the Super Bowl, you know, during halftime, and everyone tunes into the, to the commercials because they are, like, brand new – and they're looking to share a message. I mean, it's the greatest platform as far as viewers that all the companies have at their disposal. And they pay like millions and millions and millions of dollars for like a 30-second ad. Anyway, this time there was a number of ads with a faith focus, more so than at any other time during the Super Bowl. And there was one on prayer. And I think you... I talked about this you, last week. Did you? About Mark uh, Wahlberg, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. And it was an ad. Yeah, an ad. And it's the first time they've had an ad of prayer during the... That's right, yeah. I watched the ad. Did you watch the ad? No, I didn't. Yeah, a 30-second ad. Uh, really well done. And it was really fascinating to me. Uh, it's the... for a Catholic app for yeah. prayer, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, because yeah, I know that he's... Hello. Hello yeah. is uh-huh. the app. And yep. like... Their subscribers went through the roof, obviously, uh, like at no other time. And That's so it's too. a prayer app mm-hmm. for yeah this, this Catholic prayer platform. Anyway, this is um, a little of what was uh, prayed on that ad. Help us, Lord, to come together as family, friends, and as a country at this time of Lent. Mm-hmm. So that was trying to encourage people to you know, consider getting into Lent, the Lent season, which starts on for the Catholic faith and for and for other, you know, Eastern Orthodox. It starts a little bit earlier. But on February 14, Valentine's Day, that's when it started, Ash Wednesday, they call it, and it goes for 40 days all the way through to the eve of Good Friday. Mm. That's when Lent finishes those 40 days and you're supposed to be fasting from something, not necessarily food. I saw one um, news commentator, I think she was on Fox, and she was interviewing uh, Mark Wahlberg, and she said, I'm fasting from Twitter. Hmm. I'm fasting from scrolling on Twitter. And he's like, okay, cool. And That's actually a pretty big big thing that's <laughs> for <amazing>. people nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It is. I'm not on Twitter, so I kind of smile and, and smirk. But I guess if I was, if I was hooked on Twitter, it would be a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'd probably rather miss a meal then miss out on my Twitter feed or my Twitter food for the day. That's that's a pretty bad, uh, lame <laughs> joke as well. On a roll today. Anyway, anyway w- why do I bring that up for? I bring that up for the simple reason that in this prayer was for family, for friends, and for the country. Now, it's no secret that the United States of America is not in a good place. It's not in a good place politically. It's not in a good place socially. It's not in a good place uh, as far as unity is concerned. It's called the United States of America, but it might as well be called the divided states of America right now. There is so much polarization, and it's only going to increase this year 
as we draw nearer to November 5. You know what's mm-hmm. happening on November 5, Shreza? The election. The election, yeah, that was, mm. a, that was a pretty good educated guess, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was. just to um, go back, so I, I looked up the facts. So it was the Kansas City Chiefs. No, the Kansas and, City uh, Chiefs. We can't also forget that um, a couple of days after the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right, there was a shooting. Yeah, yeah, when when they were having their parade for winning. Exactly, and there was one person was I think that got killed. And yeah, twenty two so shot. It wasn't it wasn't killed. terrorist. It wasn't terrorist based, but it was um yeah just a, a kind of like a two uh, men shooting. Yeah. yeah, kind of like a domestic kind of situation. Anyway, um, but what's what's fascinating to me is that this this spiritual focus and emphasis, especially on prayer and uniting the nation together. We talked about, you know, the American evangelicals coming together with politicians at the end of January. Remember January 31? And they had that um, huge gathering that that evangelicals and political leaders, including Mike Johnson, praying for repentance. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Repentance and confessing their sins, their personal sins, their, the sins of their nation, and asking God to bless them again because the nation is going off the rails. So, what we're going to see is we are going to see in the United States of America a growing call for the people of all faiths to gather together for prayer, for repentance, for seeking after God. We need to get this nation back to God. That will be the call more and more and more, and that fits in with Revelation 13 and what we've been talking about. So seeing that on the Super Bowl, it's not just coincidental that all these things are lining up all at exactly the same time. And, I mean, crime is just going through through the roof. Even just here in Australia, our oh, yeah. Queensland I police commissioner, I don't know if you saw that, the police commissioner in Queensland um, chose not to, chose not to you know, go for another term. Mm-hmm. She resigned ahead of ahead of when her term would end. And she quoted this incredible, she, you know, she shared a lot of things, but one of the things that really caught my time, she said, the world has changed since COVID. We know that. And then notice what she said. This is in Queensland. To have in one year a 25% increase in domestic violence is just unheard of. Wow. And it's across 25% increase in domestic violence in one year, in a Mm. 12 month period in Queensland. The population has not grown by 25%. Mm. And so, this is what the police commissioner is saying. And she talked about youth crime. Mm. She says it's a vexed and complex issue. And she's like, we just don't know what to do. So, in the space of what's going on in the world and just there's so many problems and they're all building up. It's a convergence, a convergence of the signs that Jesus told us. We know that we're drawing near to the end. And this is when this is when the final showdown will take place. Yeah, you can really see how the pendulum's getting ready to swing for people to oh, turn spiritual right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Because, like, I mean, and you see these kinds of headlines all the time, but this was um, February 10, 2024, in um, it's a website called thepostmillennial.com. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. the title it says, Planned Parenthood recommends toddlers be asked if they are a boy or a girl by parents. Whatever the answer the toddler gives, parents should accept it and treat them as such according to the latest mm. guidance that they've published mm. out. This is uh, referring, you know, they're encouraging toddlers between the ages of one and three. You know, parents ask them, how do you identify? And whatever the child says, that's how you treat them. Exactly right. And so this is this is playing into what we talked about a little while ago, that 2025 
project. You remember that? Yes. That transition for government that the basically, 2025. yeah, the 2025 presidential transition project mm-hmm. where they are saying we're giving a template and they're giving like a 900-page template to the new president who will come onto the scene. Well, it may be the same one that will continue for another four years. We don't know that, you know. Only God knows what's going to happen on November 5. But if it's Donald Trump or a Republican, they are handing him his Bible, basically Mm -hmm. his instructions for how you are to run the country as the president of the United States for the next four years. And it's a 900-page document. Mm -hmm. And in that document, it's you might as well call it the 2025 Presidential Transition Project for a complete and full unprecedented pendulum swing. I would add all those words there. The pendulum is about to swing, and Revelation says that it will. And this is where we are. I've got to show you this. When I was in Noosa, uh, with uh, yeah, catching up with my sisters and my family there, we were there over New Year's, and so, you know, as, as, as old people, I went to sleep and welcomed the New Year in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, there was a, a massive party going on down at the beach. My sister lives uh, right on the beach there in Noosa, a terrible place to live, if you can just imagine. <laughs> and anyway, these young people were there partying and having a fantastic time all the way through to the early hours of the morning, and then they were clearing the rubbish and bottles and everything else. They, they did well. They cleared the beach. They didn't leave a mess, praise the Lord. And there was a bunch of young people from, like, different parts of the world. I could see they were tourists, you know what I mean? A whole mm-hmm. bunch of backpackers mm-hmm. and stuff. They had gathered there. There were a few Aussies there in the mix. Anyway, they had a Bible at their party that they were gaining directions from. So they were reading this Bible at the party. And do you know what they were reading? Do you know no. what? And they were actually reading the commandments. <laughs> they had three commandments in particular. I'll show you and so that my friend Charissa will right. verify to the listeners because you can't see, but she can see. I'm okay. looking at his this, screen here now. I took it. I took it home and I put Holy it in the Bible. And, and the, they had three commandments. Oh, dear. It's written sex, drugs, rock and roll. These were young people, and this is... They made their own Bible. They made their own Bible. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Bible. They put Holy Bible yeah. on the front. There's, it's, it's taped. The words are taped Holy Bible. It was just some history book or whatever it was. But on the inside, and I took a photo of it, three commandments mm-hmm. as Charissa read out. No, I won't take the time to read again. <laughs> and this is where our world is. This is where our world is. So these these um, conservative Christians are saying something needs to give. We 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 need God in our world, and so that is why there's such a big push for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go into our Bible study in a little bit, and we're going to be talking about some of the things that are taking place in that space, but especially in connection with the Sabbath. And there was an interesting documentary that, yeah, that you've watched that. a little bit. I watched, well, I didn't. I listened to the whole thing as I was driving home from Musselbrook. Yeah. On Saturday night, I had like a one hour and 45 minute drive. So I was pretty much able to listen to the whole two hour doco. Fascinating. Really, really well done. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, interviewing uh, uh, from the Jewish community. Seventh-day Adventists were interviewed, other Christians. So we'll talk about some of that um, yeah. as we come along. But it's interesting how all these things are now coming to the surface more and more. Mm-hmm. Well, we're living in exciting times, and right now we need to be reminded that God is there. He's there Amen. for you. He's there for me. He's there for us all. Summerbrook and Mountain Faith are going to bring to us this song entitled God Is There. And after they have done that, we will continue. 
hard to take the loss of a loved one when you're feeling all alone. Even though you can't see him, God is there to help. And Mountain Faith bringing to us a beautiful reminder and song, God is there. And you're listening to the Looking Up program. A reminder that the first four people who text in today's code word LU24 swiftly come. 
Don't forget mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> swiftly come, LU24, swiftly come. You'll be in the running to receive a beautiful book entitled There Is an Answer by Alejandro Bullion. And the number to text, the code word 2 is 0488-817-624. As we are talking here about current events and uh, what's happening in our world, there's something else that we were reminded mm. of as we were in our, yeah, our reminded us song there. And it was that... Uh, there is a bill that it's called the uh, well, it's it's being proposed by someone named Alex Greenwich. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a, an independent, correct, for, politician not in New South Wales here. Yep, yep, uh, and he's introduced a piece of legislation that, if passed, will dramatically undermine religious freedom in our state. We're in wow. the state of New South Wales. He has titled the bill LGBTIQA plus Equality Bill, but. If you read the the content, the language of the bill, it's far from promoting equality between the members of the New South Wales community and actually creates special privileges for certain people groups at the expense of other people's rights. So that's not really equality at all. In fact, I'm looking here at a website, and I encourage you, if you're interested in knowing what you can do to speak up and get the attention of your local MP, uh, it's called Contact Your MP. Mm-hmm. .org.au. I've been to the website and I'm, I've written to my local member. Mm, and I, I encourage all of our listeners actually to do the same if this concerns you. Let me read to you a little bit more. Unlike other bills, the Equality Bill does not just address a single issue. Instead, this bill is 50 pages long and wow. it makes large, complex and wide-reaching changes to New South Wales laws. If this bill is passed and they're going up for debate, it's going up for debate rather on, on the 14th of March, so that's less than a mm. month from now but if it passes it would require the amendment of 20 different pieces of new south wales legislation it will change over 80 sections of new south wales laws it will insert over 50 new provisions into the new south wales statute book and impact over 10 different areas of law including anti-discrimination the safety of children prostitution mental health and the criminalization of speech Wow. Yeah, and they just wow. it's just like the criminalization are, of speech yeah, so that could impact us here on the radio. That's that correct. could impact the preacher in the pulpit. Well, it affects if you're sharing people a biblical a biblical view of sexuality, marriage and family, that could be seen as um, hate speech potentially. Yeah. I mean, amongst many different things, but one of the concerns is also that this bill allows individuals from the age of 16 to alter the sex on their birth certificates based on their self-identification, so without any need for any medical intervention. And this would have a far-reaching impact. What about their parents' consent? It's all about the kid. It's all about wow. the young So person. if you're 16, even though you're not an adult mm-hmm. per se, you're not allowed to drive, you're not allowed to get a tattoo and so on and so forth. But, but you, you can, can change it. You can change, you can change the, the sex on your birth certificate. Correct. That's what the bill is saying. But what, what, think about the consequences mm-hmm. of that uh, for certain spaces that are especially are dedicated to women, like mm-hmm. women's bathroom like a change room yeah. like that means a man or a young person can, a boy can identify as a female and go into those places Absolutely. and you know this impacts prisons it impacts all sports co- sports and it's very concerning especially i'm speaking now as a woman here but like it should concern everybody mm. the and i think uh, I, I know that Different people, different voices are speaking up about it and good on them. But these things shouldn't be rushed through. They need to be carefully thought out, you know, 
separate each of these are separate issues they're just trying to block it all together and push it through so now's the time for us to speak up and uh, we encourage you if you have speak up and we need to do a lot of praying yes yeah, speak we need to do up a lot of praying and because pray. this this will potentially impact uh, our our work of the gospel in a tremendous way mm-hmm. in a tremendous way and I believe that just like you do Sharissa we need to do all we possibly can yes while we can Jesus said while it is day work because the night is coming so while we have the opportunity to write and petition the government and our and our political um local leaders we ought to be doing that mm-hmm. absolutely it's it's in, i mean you know i don't know whether we mentioned this last week but there was a family there in the united states a christian family in montana that lost custody of their 14 year old daughter mm. after refusing to let her transition to a boy they lost custody, and she years. was taken to a completely different state by child protective by child protective services there in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, that determined that the family's daughter needed to transition after she tried to take her life over the matter. So she threatened that she would take her life, and they said, uh, "Your child's uh, health and life is at stake, and we need to we need to take your daughter away." from you if you're not willing to allow her to transition and give her permission, which they needed to, then we're going to find another avenue Mm -hmm. for her to be able to do as she has asked and for her life to be preserved, so on and so forth. Um, Yeah, this, this, and this will be happening more and more if, if laws like what we're talking about now, this bill that Mm -hmm. is being proposed in our New South Wales Parliament goes through. This is taking place um, in the United States, and we're not very far away from the U.S., as you know. You know, the trends in the U.S., mm-hmm. whatever they are, cultural trends, political trends, uh, you know, spiritual trends, they often and generally will filter through to the rest of the West, and we, you know, uh, they come our way. So, yeah, we do need to be praying. We really, really need to be praying, and we need to be doing something. We need to be doing something. So, wow. Anyway, we'll talk about this a little more next week. Yeah. And especially as the time draws nearer. So thanks to our friend Shell who brought this up. And I need to get a little bit more across this as well myself. All right. Well, we're, we're here to talk. We're, we're here to talk a Bible study. And um, just, to, just to introduce it, Sharice is going to lead us in this Bible study. But we've been talking in the last couple of weeks this this great emphasis, especially of late, especially this year, we haven't even hit the end of February, but in the last couple of months, this emphasis on the Sabbath mm-hmm. coming out of you know Time magazine, uh, coming out of Christian magazines such as um, you know Christianity Today, they featured they featured it at an article back on January. Back in January, Sabbath is not a luxury good. You know, I love I love how the how the article begins. Check this out. Everywhere we look, we see people pushing themselves, their bodies, their minds, and their capacity for faithfulness and fruitfulness to the limit. In some ways, society incentivizes this to-the-limit way of life. If you want to get ahead, it's the price you pay. But then it goes on and says, but in other ways, society demands this. And it goes on and talks about, you know, this is why we need the Sabbath. And this individual speaking from his own perspective, and he says, Sabbath is God's way of saying enough is enough. Mm. Enough is enough. And so we're going to be talking about the Sabbath. And, you know, there was that Washington Post Mm -hmm. article, Why Revive 
why reviving a 2,600-year-old spiritual practice made my life better. Once again, a personal testimony. A lot of these personal testimonies coming through. And as you know, personal testimonies have the most weight. Mm -hmm. It's one thing the pastor getting up there and sprouting off on the importance of the Sabbath. It's another person sharing from their own personal journey. That's what people tap into. That's what they can connect with because we're talking about a real person. We're not talking about something that's some kind of theological talk. We're talking about an individual who has had a difference made through the observance of the Sabbath. So that was that. And there was this movie, that two-hour movie. Well, mm-hmm. documentary, I should say, that that new documentary, I think it was put out last year sometime, but uh, I, I, it came out in the U.S. Catholic Faith in Real Life magazine um, entitled A New Documentary Makes a Case for Reviving the Sabbath. Sabbath is a spiritual Discipline should it also be a social policy? <laughs> we came across that word in Daniel eight, didn't we? We did. We did. <laughs> Interesting language. Anyway, so over to you, my friend. Um, by the way, oh, by the way, Chick Fil A. Have you heard of Chick Fil A? Yes, closed on Sundays. Yes, Kanye West's oh, song. Is that right? Yeah. No, well, no. It's it goes beyond Kanye West's song. Chick Fil A are being taken to court. Oh, really? They're being taken to court. The headline um, from this um, uh, Christian Christian website or news or news platform uh, called The World uh, was this was the headline: "Playing Chicken with the Lord's Day." <laughs> Text, tradition, and the light of nature tell us that New York is wrong to force Chick Fil A to open on Sundays. You see, Chick-fil-A, apparently our friend Shell might know this, but, but um, New York has this like this large highway that has, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, food places and so forth. And one, and because it's a, it's a highway. It's people, a franchise. It's a franchise, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. But on this highway, uh, yeah, Chick-fil-A is a franchise. But on this highway, there's a lot of like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and others that have that. There's like 27, I think, trucks, uh, 27 stops mm-hmm. with all these food places on this, on this major artery, you know, going through New York. And the condition is that you have to operate seven days a week. Hmm. Seven days a week if you're going to For the op- delivery trucks. No, no, no. Seven days a week you have to operate your store because this is on the highway. So they want just like a, people want food. Just like on the Hume Highway, just like on the Pacific Highway. McDonald's McDonald's 24/7. is open twenty four seven, exactly. Christmas Day it's open, New Year's Day it's open, it has to be open twenty four seven. That's yep. one of the conditions. So they just want this particular so they just want this one Chick fil A. So they've got so they've got ten Chick fil A yeah, they've got ten Chick fil A stores on this route. And the the Chick fil A the Chick fil A (laughs) boss is a Christian Mm -hmm. and he believes in the Sabbath as a Christian and he doesn't want to operate his Chick fil A stores on Sunday. Wow. I want it to be closed. And New York government is saying, No, you've got to keep it open because it's the (laughs) law. He's taken them now to court or they're taking him to court. This is probably going to end up at the Supreme Court. Wow. At the Supreme Court, and so the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, up until this point, has been determining um, the rights of individuals against their companies. You know, companies that, like the postal worker, that wanted to have his Sunday off, and the Supreme Court said, yes, he is allowed to have his Sunday off because it doesn't impact the post office. It in a, in a great way. I can't remember what the wording is, but it doesn't like inconvenience yeah, the post office in some major detrimental economic way. But now we've got an employer taking the government to court. 
not an employee, an employer. And so this is going to be fascinating. It's going to be, this is kind of a unique case and this yeah. is going to be, this is going to kind of be a bit of a template to see where things go. Well, we'll have to watch that space. Yeah, we will. So anyway, so the point is. It's sun- funny because eventually they're going to push it the other way and say, now all of you, all of you have exactly, to be closed. Exactly. <laughs> so we're seeing this agitation. We're seeing yeah, this yeah, agitation. It's coming to, it's coming to the surface. It's, which we were to- it's bubbling. It's coming to the yeah. surface. People are becoming aware of it more and more like we haven't come across all these different articles on the Sabbath like we did. Mm-hmm. And that two hour doco was absolutely fascinating. And like we said, people can watch it for free on YouTube. Actually, it's called the Sabbath. The Sabbath. Yes. You look up documentary on the Sabbath, you'll find it. Yeah. I I listened to it all as I was driving home and it was fascinating to, to, to hear the perspective of Jews. Uh, uh, also Islam, they featured Islam and their holy day, you know, which is Friday. They also featured obviously other Christians and Seventh-day Adventists were featured in that. It was really, really fascinating. Anyway, so, we need to talk about the Sabbath because people are talking about the Sabbath and we need to share what the Bible says because there's a lot of confusion out there. Mm-hmm. And we talked about we talked about the seal of God last week and the week before, didn't we? And we, we discovered the seal of God at the end of time is the Sabbath, the seventh-day Sabbath. Oh, so much to talk about. Oh, wow. Well, we should say one more prayer. Okay. <laughs> Do yes. you want to pray for us? Oh, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Father in heaven, we're excited. We're, we're, we're about to... We're about to witness the greatest event in all of human history and all these things that are happening around us are telling us that the sound of the trumpet is nearing and the Mm. heavenly choirs are practicing (laughs) and they are preparing for for that great and grand event. And now as we plunge into the scriptures, Lord, we need to know the truth about the Sabbath because this issue will, whether we like it or not, it's going to be front and center. It's going to be the biggest issue on the planet in all of human history that's going to divide the world into two. And we need to know the truth about the Sabbath from your word. We also need to know why you gave us the Sabbath, the principles of the Sabbath, and how the Sabbath was designed to be a blessing. So bless us, we pray, throughout the course of the rest of this time together. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I think... uh... Look at that. Time is going. But I think for us, you know, many of our listeners, they've maybe heard us talk about the Sabbath. We talked last week about the Sabbath being the seal of God. This week, I thought we should unpack a little more of what is the Sabbath. Mm, amen. Because, like, you know, obviously we're saying in the prayer just now, we, we, we recognize that it's going to be a central issue at the end mm. of time. So today in our Bible study, we're just going to go back to the very beginning and unpack what is the Sabbath because God gave it. It was his idea. He created it. And... Before we do that, we should listen to David and the Harding University concert uh, people, whoever they are, (laughs) bring to us this song, Unto Thee, O Lord. Remember now, remember now, the 
Is the world in safe hands? Join us for an enlightening experience at the live presentations of the Prophetic Code series with international speaker Sam Braga. This event will take place on Friday the 8th of March, starting from 7pm at the Windsor Adventist Complex. During these presentations, you will uncover powerful insights and gain new perspectives on the world as we know it. Don't miss out on this opportunity to expand your understanding. Reserve your free seat now at tpcode.net forward slash Windsor dash Sydney. Secure your spot for this inspiring and profound event that promises to leave you with a fresh outlook on our world. Mark your calendar and join us on the 8th of March at 7pm. Visit tpcode.net forward slash Windsor dash Sydney to reserve your seat today. See you there. Do you have a Bible question? Join me, Lyle Southwell, after the 5 o'clock news every Thursday during Afternoons with Shell for biblical answers to all the questions from our Faith FM listeners, including you. Our commitment? We will leave no Bible question unanswered. So send in your questions to The Shell Show on 0488 856. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. I look to you. program and a reminder the code word for today is LU24 swiftly come LU24 swiftly come swiftly come uh, if you text that to 0488 LU24 swiftly come then you will be in the running for today's giveaway a beautiful book by Alejandro Bullion entitled there is an answer and there are so many questions but God has answers for mm. you and you Amen. will be blessed Amen. by this book well we were just um, opening in our Bible study in the previous segment before our news just now and it's time we get into it so as we said we talk about what is the Sabbath because it's starting to be be a little more of a feature in the headlines and in different spaces. A little more, like a lot more. A lot more. So what is the Sabbath and where did it come from? Well, the good news is it came from God. God created the Sabbath. In fact, let's go back to the very beginning, uh, the book of Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 1. And I'd like you, Pastor Danny, if you could read for us just the end of chapter 1, verse 31. And if you can read from verse 31 into chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Okay, it says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And You know why God said it was very good? Because he, he left... just made woman. Exactly. He left the, <laughs> he left the best till last. <laughs> yeah. The dessert. Yep. The icing on the cake. The woman. <laughs> so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done. 
and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. All right, this is just a beautiful passage of Scripture. It just feels so clean and pristine. Here God is creating the world. He says everything that he made was good. Amen. In fact, it was very good. And when I think about that, I just think about, you know, this is the same God who invites us to come to him. And he says, give me your life. Give me your heart. And if God can create this in just six days, I just want to encourage our listeners, think of what God can do Amen. with your life. Um, then after that, in Genesis chapter 2, he goes on and the Bible tells us that when he had finished creating the heavens and the earth, it says he rested. And is there any things you want to point out about those those three verses there? Because there's some significant repetitions and emphasis. Well, is there made. is. The first thing that I want to point out is uh, even though that Washington Post uh, article had the headline, Why Reviving a 2,600-Year-Old Spiritual Practice Made My Life Better. It's, it's false. Mm. It's not a 2,600-Year-Old Spiritual Practice. The first thing we understand is that the Sabbath goes back 6,000 years, not 2,600 years, but 6,000 years and back to creation. Yeah. The second thing is this is not a Jewish tradition. Mm. There's no Jew in existence. There's no this Jews. Time. There's only Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and they're not Jews. Then what I also want to bring out here, it says all the hosts of them were finished, and so God rests on the seventh day. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. There's the Malenkov again. Um, when Jesus died on the cross, he died on Friday afternoon. The Bible says he died at the ninth hour, which is three in the afternoon. And the Bible says that Jesus, before he died, he cried out, It is finished. Mm-hmm. They were the words that he cried out. And the Bible says when Jesus finished his creative work, he rested. When Jesus finished his redemptive work, he rested. So the Sabbath, each and every Sabbath, we are reminded not only that Christ God through Christ, the Bible says, is our creator, mm. but that he is also our redeemer. Yes. And that reminds us of Exodus chapter 20, which focuses on God as the creator God, and that is why we worship him each and every seventh day. Mm-hmm. And Deuteronomy 5, God, the salvation God, the one who delivers us mm-hmm. from slavery. That's beautiful. I'm thinking too, as you were speaking there about the two reasons why God is worthy to be worshipped that Revelation chapter 4 and 5 mm, give. Yes. In Revelation chapter 4, it says in verse 11, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, mm-hmm. and by your will they exist and were created. And then in the next chapter, it says here, um, says that you are worthy, chapter 5, verse 9, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. And so, yeah, God is our creator and he is our redeemer. Amen. And those two things alone make him worthy of receiving our worship. Mm. That that is why that is why the Sabbath uh, for the Jewish people became became known as uh, you know the very heart of the covenant experience mm. because it tied together God as their Creator and God as their Savior. So it became the natural seal, the natural sign between mm-hmm. God and natural His people. Sign. Yes, beautiful because it covers those two all important elements. 
of God's work for humanity and, and why he deserves our worship. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're also highlighting that the reason why God rested was not because he was tired. Because no. <laughs> well, God doesn't get, well, tired. He doesn't get tired. He neither slumbers nor sleeps, but right. he was finished. Well, Adam and Eve weren't tired either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they That's hadn't true. worked. They were in a perfect world. <laughs> they were in a perfect world, and they hadn't worked. That's a great point. Uh, they, had, they, were, you know, they were created on the sixth day. And so, yeah, they're in a perfect world, so they've got perfect health and strength. So the Sabbath is more than just... Mm-hmm. stopping from physical work and recharging your batteries, as important as that is. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's part of the Sabbath blessing. It's about connecting with your Creator God in a way that you cannot for those other six days of the week. And a day that God infuses, back to your question of what I really take out from this passage, there's a lot, but I love the infusion of those three blessings where God blessed and that's that holistic blessing that God provides is sanctified or is set apart for holy use mm-hmm. and he rested mm-hmm. you know and that rest is more than just physical rest um, the original word there is is God sighing and like like an artist when they you know after they finish their artwork they step back and they're like <gasps> <sighs> satisfaction. It's like that's it's a satisfaction. Yeah. It's a sigh of satisfaction. Those three things, blessed, sanctify and rest, God didn't do on any other day of no. the week. So it is a very special day and it's yeah. a special time. There's a beautiful song it's called Temple Made of Time. Mm. It's like and I've read another book where the Sabbath is called a cathedral in time. That's Abraham Herschel. Yeah. Yeah, his book, yeah, on the Sabbath. That was a, a Jewish a Jewish rabbi. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a beautiful book on the Sabbath and the blessings associated with the Sabbath. And the word Sabbath is, comes from a Hebrew word, Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And that simply means rest. Rest. Yes. So that's. But, but not the. We, we understand rest uh, not the way that it was intended. Mm. The rest, and our Jewish friends will tell you. That rest is more than just resting. It's it's being infused mm. with the blessings of God. It's it's receiving and uh, you know entering into this rest. And that's where Hebrews talks about you know there remains a rest for the people of God. It's more than just physical rest. Mm. It's more than just lay activities. Yeah. On a Saturday afternoon, on a Sabbath afternoon where after lunch, after you've had your big lunch, your biggest lunch of the week, yeah. nothing wrong with having a good meal on Sabbath. Praise the Lord for the good meal on the Sabbath, especially when it's haystacks, my favorite <laughs> Sabbath meal. But you know, a lot of um, Sabbath-keeping Christians and Adventists that I'm talking to in particular, after lunch, what do they do? Lie on the couch. And they miss the best hours. And exactly right. That's not what the Sabbath was designed for. It wasn't designed for just to plonk yourself and sleep for a couple of hours, then you wake up all groggy, not feeling <laughs> well, and so on and so forth. And you're counting down the minutes until the sun sets and yeah. you get on with the rest of your day. So, yeah, it's not well, designed for that. You just reminded me of a Bible verse here. It's Exodus chapter 31 mm-hmm. and verse 17. Mm-hmm. The, speaking of the Sabbath, it says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Mm. And that word there, refreshed, um, you know, meaning, yeah, just figuratively breathed upon, but refreshed. And that's what it was. Like, God, mm, did God need to be I refreshed? Like that. that is really good. <laughs> like, refreshed. Like, he wasn't refreshed because he was tired. No. But he was refreshed, I guess, too, by the relationship that mm. he could share with 
his newly created children, mm-hmm. Adam mm-hmm. and Eve. He, could, he was refreshed by his relationship with us, and he wants us to be refreshed Indeed. by our relationship Indeed. with him. And, you know, going back to, to the specialness and, and how the Sabbath was designed by God to be something extremely special and intimate, that word there, holy, God sanctified the day, mm-hmm. okay, sanctified or holified the day. We, we, we often talk about marriage as entering into, you know, holy matrimony. Marriage is holy. The Bible is holy. You know, our body temples are holy. Something that is like a marriage that is holy. You think about, you know, you've got relations with, you know, other men, you know, you do radio with me, you've got relations with with other individuals in your church and whatever, you know, just normal, you know, friendship relations. But your relationship with your husband, Justin, is on a totally different level, Mm -hmm. totally different level. You have intimacy, you have joy, you have happiness, you have communication, unlike with any other male, including your dad, Mm -hmm. you know, who I'm sure, you know, you love and he's precious to you and so forth. But that tells us that the Sabbath was designed by God to be a holy institution so that we could enter into a relationship with God on this day unlike any other day of the week. That's beautiful. And you know what? The blessing that God wants to give to us on the Sabbath day is a mm. blessing that you can't receive any no, other day. It's just a different it's different you have to experience it to know what we're talking Indeed. about like Indeed. we're not just making this up we experience a sabbath blessing god comes and he blesses us in a special way when we meet with him on his sabbath day and uh yeah look i forgot we had some uh, we've been hearing from some of our listeners and i forgot to read your messages before maybe uh, when we come back or should we We'll come back. We'll come back to it. But it's good to hear from you, Freco. <laughs> I'll do it right now. <laughs> Freco wanted to let us know he's um, doing well. Good day, Freco. And good to have you on board, brother. Yeah, it's so good to have you listening. And Steve, he's been a lifelong transition. I think he's referring to some of the conversation we mm. had before. He's had yeah, a few rough have. years transitioning out of the music industry. He says, "I no longer play at all, and I still have terrible issues because of the whole idea of being a rock and roll professional. Is that my identity was tied up in being that guitar player for?" so long and people still stop me and want to talk about those days it's hard to put an end to it Mm. well thank you for sharing um, that with us steve and i appreciate that you're a faithful listener too to this program amen god bless you for following jesus wherever he leads you in your life he wants to take people's attention away from himself and away from what it was like Mm -hmm. to jesus he's transforming the lamb yes indeed yes god bless you as you continue to put jesus first and really that's what the sabbath is about that's that's a great segue sabbath is about putting christ first in your life Mm -hmm. that you are not the slave um, or the servant of your employer Mm -hmm. of your government of your family of anyone you belong to God. And the seventh-day Sabbath from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset is evidence of that fact. You first and foremost belong to God. Ah, oh, beautiful. In fact, yeah, absolutely. And the Sabbath, you know, belongs, I mean, he gave it to us. The Sabbath, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Where's but in found? Mark 2, mm-hmm. verse 27, Jesus mm-hmm. says, the words of re- Jesus, they're read in my Bible, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So God... Yeah, he wants to have that relationship with us. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Um, There was something else I wanted to say on that note, but it's okay. So I guess on this point, we should also be reminded that the Sabbath doesn't belong to the Jews. No. It is given at creation. It was given at creation. To humanity. It belongs 
to Jesus and mm. he has given it Amen. to us as Amen. a gift. I, I, I tell people who want to argue with me that the Sabbath was given to the Jews, I'm like, okay, if the Sabbath was given to the Jews, well, then marriage mm. is given to the Jews because these two institutions have their origins both in the Garden of Eden. Both before sin. Exactly. So there's something else about this. We'll have to share a little bit more on some of these reflections after we listen to this beautiful song on the topic. Matt and Josie Minicus bringing to us Temple of Time. Mm. took six days and created earth and moon and stars and sun on the seventh day he rested from the work that he had done then he blessed it made it holy as a gift for every man to remind us where we just how this world began Holy day, purified Set apart, sanctified Enter into joy divine In a temple made of time See Him worship on the Sabbath As His weekly the fury of the rabbis, for he would not heed their laws. So they killed him on a hillside as the sun began to fade. But he then kept the Sabbath as they Forsaken and forgotten, desecrated and profane, but the sacred fourth commandment is still valid and unchanged. Hear the Father gently calling, if you love me, keep each one, not for merit or salvation, but be you love my son holy day purified set apart sanctified enter into joy divine in a temple made of time you will find joy divine in this temple What a beautiful song. I'm so glad Shell put that one there, Temple of Time. And that brings us to the end of today's live um, show. I can't believe it's gone so quickly again, it swiftly. Did, it did. It went <laughs> swiftly. Oh, we started swiftly and we finished <laughs> swiftly. 
And uh, we just want to take these moments now just to leave you with some parting thoughts that we hope will be a blessing to you. As we were reflecting on the Sabbath as a gift from God, as, as something that God made so that he could share a special relationship with us mm. and so that we Amen. could be in relationship with him. I would like to invite you to reflect upon your own life and think, you know, am I receiving the blessing that God wants to give to me in resting on the Sabbath? And if you've never tried it, if you've never experienced it, the Bible says, Psalms, taste and see. 34 verse 8. Psalm, taste, Psalm 34 verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man or woman, I'll add, who trusts in him. Amen. And so we'd encourage you to have a go, to try mm. the Sabbath out. This Friday night when the sun sets, cease from your work. Close your laptop, close down the emails, forget about the news. Don't worry about your investments. Don't worry about anything that's work-related. Just pull away from that. Or worldly related. Worldly related. Work and worldly related. Good point. Pull away from that and point your eyes to Jesus. Amen. Put your focus on him and just relish the time that you can spend uninterrupted from Amen. the cares of this life Amen. with Christ. You'll be kicking yourself that you didn't start earlier. That's right. That is so true. And uh, you'll be blessed as you cease from your work and be refreshed mm. from your relationship Amen with the living God who wants to be in relationship with you. Well, on that note, why don't we say a prayer and then uh, we can talk about where we go next week. Sure. Loving Father in heaven, we want to thank you for all of your blessings that you give to us in your word. And in particular, Father, right now, as we've been meditating on the Sabbath gift that you have given to the human race all the way at the beginning of time in the Garden of Eden, we want to thank you for this blessing. We want to thank you Father, that you love us so much that you have that you have provided this cathedral in time, this temple in time to spend with us in such a way to draw us closer to you, to enable us to get to know who you are, your beauties, your love, your character. Oh, Father, we thank you for the Sabbath. What a blessing it is that you have given it to us. And thank you, Lord, that we're able to explore it on this radio program and uh, invite others to enter into your rest that they too may be blessed by this blessing that you have provided for all of humanity. And so, Lord, we pray that you'll bless each person out there who is listening and especially those that are contemplating this challenge, this Sabbath challenge to enter into your rest. We know, Lord, that they will be blessed beyond measure. They will not regret this decision to taste and see that the Lord is good and, Lord, that they will want to share this with all those that they come in contact with. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Danny, and thank you to all of our listeners who've joined us today. We want to encourage you to stay with us because there's another show that's live after this from the from Adelaide, the Drive Time Show. But looking forward to next week because we'll be back, same time, same place. What can our listeners look forward to? Well, apart from the current events that we highlight each and every week, we're going to continue to take a look at the blessings of the Sabbath. And maybe we might take a look at some of the stories associated with those Sabbath blessings, especially in the life of Christ. So we're going to journey through the Sabbath over the coming weeks because this is not a topic that uh, deserves just a passing moment or two. We need to really dig deep and invest the time that this message requires. Mm, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yes, I, we hope that you join us. And why don't you tell your friends about it too? Mm, if amen. you've uh, been blessed by this broadcast, we encourage you to 
to share the good news with others so that they too can be blessed. And on that note, we just want to wish you all God's very best. And remember that fear looks around, sorrow looks back. So does worry, too, I should add. Worry looks around, too. But faith always looks up. So keep looking up no matter what you do. May God bless you. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up. When there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me. Oh 